Welcome to the Illuminating Lives podcast. I'm your host, Israel Smith, and I'm here to share conversations with you about what it means to illuminate our own lives, to be comfortable in our vulnerability, to truly love and value ourselves, and then to be able to use that to light up our own life and shine that light with the people we love and care about the most. This is going to be messy, it's going to be vulnerable, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Welcome. Let's get started. Hey there, listener. Before we get started today, I just want to share something really, really important with you. It's a kind of heavy time in the world, as I'm sure you're aware. And for a while now, I've had this sense that I need to do a little bit more to support people, particularly men, as they contend with the heaviness, as they contend with things being a little uncertain and a little or a lot uncertain. And so I wanted to extend an invitation to all men listening or if you're listening to this and you're not male, to your men in your life. uh, Throughout the month of March, I'm offering Calm Dad Kickstart sessions. Now, what are they? They're actually 45-minute coaching sessions with me, but the point of these coaching sessions is to actually help the men that I work with feel like they can get unstuck or make some progress in a particular part of their life or, you know, perhaps overcome a sense of, of anxiety or, or overwhelm or stress that they might be feeling with all the things going on in the world. It's really an opportunity for men to take charge of their emotions, conquer their stress and overwhelm and, and learn to be their best as a father and a husband. They're totally free. It's an offer, offering and a gift that I want to make available to as many men as possible. So if you're listening to this and you think that you would love to take me up on this offer, or if you are listening to this and you know someone who might like to learn more about this and perhaps take me up on this gift, please visit the website and apply. It's israelsmith.com forward slash calm dad, C-A-L-M-D-A-D. I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's israelsmith, I-S-R-A-E-L-S-M-I-T-H.com forward slash calm dad. Let's create a generation of men who are in touch with their emotions, who are at peace and calm and able to process things in a really healthy way. That's my vision here. That's why I'm offering these sessions. I really encourage you to take advantage of this. Uh, And um, they are only limited for the month of March and it is only available to the first 10 applicants. So if you're listening to this and you feel like it's you, jump on board straight away. Don't hesitate. And I look forward to seeing you and working with you. With all of the love, Now on with the episode. Welcome back, my friend, to the Illuminating Lives podcast. My name is Israel Smith. I'm your host and I am really, really grateful to have you here. It's a beautiful sunny day where I am when I'm recording this. There's an enormous amount of flood water surging down the main river near where I am and we are at risk of being cut off from our town and from the beach by massive floodwaters. It's the most incongruous experience I think I can recall where we have this beautiful sunny weather and the risk of massive inundation due to flood. Very odd. However, I'm here because I'm committed to publishing these episodes every week for you so you can improve and illuminate your own life and so you can continue to grow and expand 
who you show up to be and how you operate in the world. So I'm stoked to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. We're continuing the series. We're getting towards the end of the series on Thrive Methodology, my Thrive List sort of system that I've developed. And we're now up to step number five. So recapping step one, good sleep. Step two, good food. Step three, mindfulness. Step four, which we did last week on gratitude. Today, step five is about movement. Now, what is movement? Kind of exactly what it says on the tin, moving, the act of having moved. But if I take a not circular approach to the definition, I looked up a few alternative expressions of what the word move means. And I love when I do this because it just gives me such a deeper grasp of the concepts I'm about to talk about. So our good friends at uh, the uh, Cambridge English Dictionary simply say that the verb move means to change position or to cause to change position. But as we know, there are a number of different ways we can define a word. So there's that one, change position. Obviously, with respect to our bodies, it can mean to change the position of our bodies, to move our butts. But another factor which I love is the sorts of broader definitions that came from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And they talk about to proceed toward a certain state or condition. To start away from some point or place. To change position or posture came up again. This is one of my favorites. To take action. Or to begin operating or functioning or working in a usual way. There's like a number of different ways in different contexts here. But I love that the Merriam-Webster definition of move and by extension movement can be applied not only to the really obvious physical movement but to a slightly more philosophical or dare I say it even spiritual movement to move ourselves in a metaphysical sense, to move us toward a place or a phase in life or to move us away from behaviors, attitudes, experiences that no longer serve. Like the beautiful thing about this as a thrive step is that it can actually be all-encompassing. And what's hilarious is when I first decided on this as step five and started working around this, it literally was purely about movement of our physical body, not just limited to exercise, but largely in that sort of vein, right? Like, you know, the whole move your body, make sure your limbs, your torso, your muscles expand, contract, do their job and move. But the more I've gotten into this, the more in love and enamored I am with the idea of movement as a non-physical practice. It's easy for us to, <laughs> I suppose it's funny because I've been really reflecting on this. It's easy for us to feel stuck in life. It's easy for us to settle into ruts to end up comfortable or, or you know, cut off all of the areas of our life that make us uncomfortable, you know, to avoid discomfort. Now, the thing about that, though, is if we're not moving, we're stagnating. We can be at rest, sure, but still rest can be quite an active part of movement and growth. But what I really want to sort of accentuate here is the, the joy that I felt when I actually really grasped that 
movement as step five in the Thrive List is such a lot more than just exercise. It's not just about our physical body, although that was where it started. It is about our attitude and our mindset to life. Now, let me get in first to the notes I had and the pieces I want to talk about with respect to our physical body. And then I'll come back to the pieces about the more, uh, you know, metaphysical, the, the, the spiritual or the attitude kind of pieces. So, you know, physical movement, obviously there's exercise, right? Go to the gym, do a workout, do a, go for a run, do some stretching, the kind of things you see the ridiculously fit people in very tight skimpy lycra doing all over our you know various social media ad campaigns and late night tv infomercials obviously that's movement now why is that important well our bodies are made to move they've been evolved and engineered by nature by the the process of evolution to be moving things we weren't evolved to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or to sit at an office desk for eight to 12 hours a day and type a computer. We were evolved to walk, to run, to chase, to dance, to jump, to crouch, to do all of these beautiful things, these lovely expressions of who we are physically just to survive. You know this, I know this, right? The, the number one, it seems the number one thing we all think about if we go, oh, I'd like to maybe get a little bit more fit and healthy and maybe lose a bit of weight. The number one thing we often default to is move, movement, move our body, exercise, work out. The issue I have with exercise as a word to me is that there's such heavy connotations around it. And this is a story I'm working to reframe, right? This is purely a story I've been telling myself. However, exercise to me has for a long time felt like a really heavy, really loaded word full of connotations that it's about going to the gym, that it's about lifting heavy weights or running on a treadmill or all that kind of stuff. And I had this great conversation with an old school friend of mine. A few years after school had finished, we reconnected quite by chance in the city in Sydney and he came over to my place for a dinner and you know, we ate pizza and watched a surf movie and talked about how our lives had shifted since we left school. But he actually shared this idea with me that I've just held on to. And hi, Nick McBride, if you're listening. Um, the thing he shared with me was his brother's approach, which is that he always gravitated toward fun something that's fun that is also exercise. And I loved this as an idea as soon as I heard it. And I'm going back probably, whew, be probably 18, maybe 20 years ago now that I first heard this concept. But it just embedded itself because I loved it so much. Doing exercise that is fun, or rather doing a fun activity that has an inherent side effect of getting you fit and healthy. Now, I've probably spoken on the podcast before about my love and passion for surfing. I just went out surfing this morning, hopefully to uh, beat the floodwaters before we get cut off from the beach. But I love it because it's a cardio workout. It's a weights and resistance training workout with all the paddling and the standing and the turning and the crouching. It's a uh, like a, a breath hold kind of workout because you do need to really hold your breath often when you're going under big waves. And it's so much fun that I don't even realize I'm exercising. I don't even realize I'm doing a workout when I'm out in the water on my surfboard, paddling, 
and and pushing my body and breathing heavily and you know my heart rate racing and all these things it's fantasize now i want you to reflect on that what are the things that you love to do that are physical pursuits that are also the sorts of things that get you fit is there something you can factor into your week or your day or you know your your weekend or what have you that is fun that has the added bonus of being a way for you to move your body and exercise. I've also done an awful lot of yoga this year and I love that too for the same reason that it's actually a really mindful practice for me. It's something that kind of ticks a couple of boxes on my Thrive list. I end up feeling very aligned and very present and very physically and mentally integrated when I finish a really good yoga session. But I also sweat like a mofo. Honestly, if you've ever done... And well, I mean, maybe that's just me, but if you've ever done a really solid 15, 20 to 30 minute kind of yoga practice, it's absolutely challenging on the body. You know, it's, it's a different kind of fitness, but it's fitness no, no less. And it also, to me, falls into the category of fun size, as does skateboarding. You know, there's so many different ways. Like, I feel like sport broadly was kind of, apart from being a game, and just being entertaining in its own right, most sports are actually also a great way of moving our body and gaining some exercise and fitness. Now, any health professional will tell you that movement of our body, if we think about maintaining the one body that we have to cruise around this planet in during our time here, Any fitness professional will tell you it's important to maintain and look after our bodies. They are designed to move. If you have a car sitting in the garage for years and years and years without actually rolling, without the joints and the engine moving, without the tires being turned over, everything seizes up. So too it is with our body. And I'm sure whatever age you are, whatever your fitness level, you have recognized at certain points in your life If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you have a certain level of fitness and then you go through, say, an illness or a period of inactivity due to work or other factors and then try and get back to it or then start back at it, our fitness goes. And for some, it may go slowly. For others, it may go really, really fast. For me, my cardio and lung capacity seems to disappear almost overnight if I stop exercising. So moving our bodies is an essential part of our Thrive behaviors of the sorts of things we can do to help us function at our best. There's some chemicals that go on, right? We exercise, we release endorphins. Endorphins are like a happy, feel-good kind of chemical in our brain. So we feel good for moving our body. But there are other reasons why physical movement is so powerful and so good. It's a form of play. It's really, really connected with joy and our experience of having a joyful like time in life. It also um, helps us process our emotions. A lot of emotions, like if you think about the word emotion, and I think I've said this before, it could be made up of energy in motion. You know, emotion is energy in motion. Now, if we need to process things, I find particularly anger and frustration tend to be very physical emotions for me, and I need to move my body, particularly anger when that shows up. Moving my body in a healthy and productive way to help me process those emotions, going for a brisk walk where I'm really moving my arms and legs and pushing it a bit or, you know, 
going for a run, which I don't do very often, or going for a surf or really hacking away at the skate ramp or whatever it is, those sorts of things help me process my emotions. And I put it to you that they will help you process your emotions also. A lot of the time, our emotions can get physically stuck in our body. Now, if you've done anything like breath work, and I was fortunate enough a couple of weeks ago to go to a men's uh, gathering, like a workshop where we did some men's circle and some really vulnerable sharing, as well as some breath work and an ice bath, which was just amazing, by the way. Shout out to all those who practice cold exposure. Um, the breath work was a form of movement also. So if you've never done it before, really breath work is just a practice. And, and there are a number of different ways it can be done. But it's a practice of just breathing, but in a very intentional way, deeply, thoroughly, fully with certain muscular expansions and contractions you know different variations have different patterns that they get you to follow as you breathe but this particular one was just a slightly faster definitely deeper mode of breathing we were all laying on yoga mats and amazingly and i was not the only guy in the room i felt such a surge of released emotion come to me as a result of this experience of moving my body through the practice of breath work so absolutely uh, the case in my opinion that our bodies carry our emotions and sometimes to release them and to let that energy flow back into the universe or to even just to free us from that stuck energy we need to move our butts we really do you might recall in an earlier episode i spoke about the four-story mansion that was put forward by steve bidolf the australian psychologist and educator as a model for how we can become fully human to incorporate all of the elements of what make us up. So level one was the body, level two was our emotions, level three was our mind and our thoughts, and level four is our spirituality. Physical movement, obviously, level one, it helps us deal with our physical bodies. But one of the things that you may not give much thought to is that our bodies have needs. Now, there are obvious ones like food, like water, like relieving ourselves, like rest. But there are some less obvious ones. Our bodies need touch. Our bodies need sex. Our bodies need connection with other people, being present in the energy of other humans. Our bodies need to play. They need to move. So what are some ways that we can do these things? Play, movement, we've covered quite a bit. I want to touch on one that I've actually just dug into a little myself lately called free movement dance or free form dance. It is so, it is so, so gorgeous and so fun. Here's how you do it, right? You turn on some music and then you just move your body however you want with the music or against the music. Or, you know, syncopated and out of step with the music. Who gives a rats? It is literally free movement of your body. And it happens to be a way of interacting and interfacing with music. So you kind of just let the music guide you and you let your body guide you. It becomes actually an act of surrender to the music and to our physicality. It's just fun. It is so cool. You know, like I find my knees are knocking, my arms are flailing. 
I'm jumping around, I'm shaking my head, my butt's twirling, like it's all these things and more. <laughs> I really encourage you to give it a go. Stick some music on, press play, and just let yourself move freely however you want to. Important note, release all expectation, release all self-judgment and self-criticism, and allow yourself to surrender to and be completely consumed by the movement and just tell me how it goes like can you can you promise me that can you do that for me and just share with me your experience because it is freaking great i love it one of the pieces about movement especially when it relates to that level one of the the four-story mansion is that we have often physically such a disconnect we don't often listen to our bodies not really deeply listen. What is our body trying to tell us? What is our body trying to make us aware of in our life? Are we unhappy about something? Is our gut telling us something that we're just not willing to or able to hear? Do we have any pain? Do we have any tightness? Do we have any looseness? Do we have any tension that we're carrying? Moving our body in different ways can start to show that up. If we go through life largely moving from seated position to seated position like for instance you wake up in the morning you get up you throw your feet over the side of your bed and you're sitting there rub your eyes stand up walk around sit down at the breakfast table stand up walk to the toilet sit on the toilet stand up walk to the couch sit on the couch walk to the car sit in the car get in the office sit in your chair walk up go to lunch sit at the restaurant can you see where I'm going with this? We spend our lives either walking or sitting, and for the most part, sitting. Now, if our body is continuously in that phase, but not moving beyond that, we'll start to lose the ability to move beyond that. We'll start to, if we start moving our body in unique and interesting ways, we'll start to notice tightness and tension where we didn't really realize we had some. Do a few weeks of that with no other movement and then try and touch your toes. You'll be astounded at how difficult it has become because all of the muscles in your legs have contracted and shrunk from being in a contracted position sitting all the time. So movement, critically important, but also, I mean, for its own health benefits, but also as a, as a way of connecting us to our body and to the messages and the wisdom it's trying to share with us. Pain, in my experience, is often a signal of something perhaps deeper emotionally that we haven't realized we need to process. Now, that might sound like gobbledygook to you. That might sound like a complete farce, but trust me when I say this. I have a, uh, a friend in Australia called Jake Curry who practices a modality called German New Medicine. And the premise of this modality is that Pain in the body is the result of emotional conflicts and that the part of the body will give you an indication of the nature of the conflict. I'm not going to dig deep into it now, but the short story is on a live Instagram chat with me once, he helped heal back pain of mine from about a 7 out of 10 down to like a 1 out of 10 purely by talking about the nature of the stuck emotions that were caught in that part of my body or in my brain that was impacting that part of my body. It was mind-blowing. It was literally mind-blowing. I will link to that in the show notes, actually. It was a really fun thing. 
but the questions off the back of this part, and I'm sort of, you know, wrapping up the physical side of the movement piece at the moment. The questions I have for you are this. What does physical movement look like for you? Are there some ways that you don't usually move that you could explore and try moving? Is there something you can choose or a couple of things you can choose as fun a size to help keep you fit and vital at the same time as bringing joy into your life? And I say a couple of things there because like surfing is my number one. It's primo. However, (laughs) the conditions aren't always right. So when there's no surf, what do I default back to? Well, I have a couple of things in the kit bag. I've got basketball, I've got yoga, and I've got the skate ramp that I built for my son. So there are a few other things in there, but having a couple of options for you takes away that barrier of, oh, well, I can't do that one thing now, so I can't do anything. It just makes it more easy for you to continue moving. And then how can you use physical movement as a tool to help you thrive? What does that need to look like? What do you need to write onto your Thrive list? And hey, if you haven't actually downloaded the template for a Thrive list yet, please jump over to the website, israelsmith.com slash thrive. Again, link in the show notes. And download your free PDF template for um, for the Thrive list. What would you write on there about movement? What does that need to look like for you? All right, that's... The first bit, that's physicality, physical movement. Now, the second side of this, the metaphysical, the everything else version of movement or of the word move, as I touched on at the beginning, is about moving our attitudes, moving our spiritual experience, moving our education, moving our insights, moving our energy, right? All of these things are equally important for us to thrive. If I use a really simple kind of uh, set of synonyms here to help hammer this home, movement at a non-physical level can also be called growth, progress, expansion, advancing. You know, all of these things are about how do we grow and expand and explore who we are as people what we're here for on the planet, our interactions and our experiences, how do we grow and expand that side of us separate to the physical side? What comes up for you when you think about that kind of movement? Do you think about it has to be education-oriented or do you think, well, it can be about any of the practices we've spoken about so far, you know, like, How do I move myself toward better sleep? How do I move my attitude around foods? (laughs) Quick aside, I just posted this morning on Facebook about my addiction to peanut butter and it was fairly tongue in cheek. But hilariously, one of my friends called me on it and she said, what's really going on here when you reach for the peanut butter jar? And straight away I said, oh, look, obviously I'm using it as a numbing behavior. And she went, yeah, there you go. So what do I need to do to to move my own attitude towards that particular food group of peanut butter in my life? But what can you take from that? What can you, you know, mirror or, or model from what I'm saying here? Whereabouts in your life are you feeling stuck in a rut? 
whereabouts are you feeling like you are contracting or shrinking or or withdrawing to a comfort zone? Whereabouts in your life are you feeling like you've stopped moving altogether and you are literally caught? The point here is to recognize that while ever we feel like that, we can't thrive. And those moments of recognition of, wow, I'm really sort of stuck here. I'm not doing anything to grow myself or my viewpoint of the world or my ambition or my excitement or my joy. I'm not moving towards anything. The moment we can recognize and acknowledge that is the moment we can start to do something about it. So I'm saying these things to help challenge you a little and just to help sort of rattle the cage a little and give you something to think about if you truly are committed to thriving. And if you're up to episode six of this year's season all about thriving, then my guess is, yes, you are actually committed to that. Then you need to look a little deeper into what movement can mean for you on a non-physical sense. What do you need to have in your life to thrive metaphysically? Is it a personal development course? Is it taking up coaching with someone like me to help you move through some of these fixed patterns in your life that you're willing to release and let go of? There's any number of ways that this can show up. And if you do want to explore this, then by all means reach out. But for now, I'd like to bring this to a close. I think I've kind of covered everything I wanted to share about the importance of movement in our life and as a tool to help us thrive. Is there anything that you can think of that is how how movement helps you thrive? Because I would love to hear about it. I would really appreciate it. Definitely uh, look me up on Instagram, uh, Israel P. Smith, and send me a DM or email me. The details are all in the show notes. I would love to hear from you and continue this conversation about what does movement look like for you? How does it show up in your life or does it show up in your life at all? Is it something that you realize is just a gaping hole? And and that's totally fine and great to realize and recognize that. Because what I'm standing for in this episode or what I'm really stating is that for us to truly thrive, to truly show up as our best in all areas of our life, we've got to move what we've got. We've got to move our mind. We've got to move our thoughts, move our attention, move our bodies move our hearts. It's been my absolute pleasure and delight spending this last little while with you and thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to see you again on the next episode where we dig into Thrive Step 6 connection where we're going to talk about what is connection? What does that mean? How does that affect our lives? Stay tuned. Come on back next week for another episode in our Thrive series. I love you. I hope you are well. I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Illuminating Lives podcast. Please help me reach more people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones and leaving me a great five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, I work as a one-to-one coach and professional speaker, helping dads in business and leadership find more peace, feel less stress, and be the best parent, husband, and leader they can be. If you'd like to work with me or have me present to your organization, please contact me via my website or social media. All the links are in the show notes. Until next time, may you be free. May you be happy. 
May you be healthy, may you be loved, and may you live with ease.